This week we had a new $2 trillion plan, an evaluation of political abilities, and a moving event. You're listening to Politics Schmaltics, and this is the week of 3-28-2021. Hello everyone, I hope you had a nice week. I'm sorry if this new episode sounds a bit weird because I have actually now a new editing software that I am using. So I've switched the music and everything up. So it may just sound a bit weird, but hopefully it doesn't sound too bad. And now let us begin. So this week, President Biden, he announced this new $2 trillion infrastructure plan. So now infrastructure pretty much means energy, um, resources, roads, and buildings. So this is his plan for America moving forward from the pandemic. He's put about $620 billion into the transportation portion of this bill. Um, It would replace 20% of school buses nationally with electric school buses. It would change the government's fleet of diesel vehicles to electric vehicles, create 500,000 electric um, car vehicle charging stations. It would provide comfort special benefits for making um, electric car parts or electric car batteries in the United States. It would replace 10,000 bridges and it would fix many roads in critical conditions. So there's a lot coming out of that portion. He's put $400 billion for the caregiving of elderly. It would improve um, Medicaid to provide more services to more people. It would expand the outreach of great affordable nursing homes, and it would raise the pay of care workers. There's a $300 billion portion that's going to be put into research, so helping us prepare for the next pandemic if it comes. Money donated to the National Science Foundation to help us get new technology and more research on climate change. And last but not least, $650 billion into the quality of life at home. So it's eliminating all lead water pipes nationally, build new public schools and upgrade the old ones, and help improve childcare services in many areas where it is needed the most. Now, it seems like a pretty solid plan. It would create many jobs for the short term and really help this country come out of a pandemic. The only real problem for Biden is that he really wants Biden bipartisanship in this bill if it passes through Congress. And bipartisanship pretty much means that both sides agree. So Democrats Democrats and Republicans coming together to pass this. Now, that's not very likely because Republicans, they, they say this plan is way too expensive and it would add a whole lot to our national debt. But that's Not really a reputable claim because, in truth, Biden would increase the taxes on large corporations, um, especially corporations that manufacture parts outside of the United States. And he said it would increase the taxes on those corporations from 21% to 28%, which really, it still is 7% lower than the tax rate before Trump's term. Once he got into office, he cut the tax rate for the rich. So there's that. And really, this plan, it is expected to pay itself out by 15 years. And after that, it will actually start reducing the amount of national debt that there is. Now, this It will likely pass through the House of Representatives because there's a clear majority there for the Democrats. But in order for this to pass the Senate, there needs to be a vote in which 60 senators vote for this bill. Democrats only have 51 senators, including the vice president. But 
the 60 vote, it can be avoided with another vote that just needs a simple majority to pass the bill. But really, if Biden doesn't succeed on getting some of the more neutral Democrats on his side and on the side to pass this bill, there are going to have to be some massive changes that the Republicans make. Now, Russia, they've really been testing this new Biden administration. First, they've influenced the election in Trump's favor. They also had the attack on SolarWinds near the end of Trump's administration. And now they put the U.S. and other allies in high alert mode for a potential attack on Ukraine. So for the past couple of months, Russia has been placing troops extremely close to the Ukraine border, and they're not allowing any U.S. or other Ukraine allies to come and place their own troops on the border in order to help Ukraine. In Russia, they've been having these air flights where they fly really close to the U.S. and other allies' airspace, and they actually cause a full-fledged military action. And Russia, they've been placing submarines and other military combat vehicles into the Arctic, which they really aren't supposed to be doing. Now, Russia and Ukraine, they've had really bad relations. Ukraine, they gained independence from Russia back in 1991 when the Soviet, Soviet Union dissipated, and they were this young building country until in 2014 where Russia, they managed to take about 10,000 miles from the Crimean Peninsula illegally by force from Ukraine. And since then, the two countries, they've pretty much been on edge. Actually, it's only been Ukraine that's been on edge because Russia's a really powerful force. Anyways, the Biden government, they've provided Ukraine with $125 million to help them with their defense, and they've been condemning Russia extremely. The Biden administration, they're saying that they're not like the Trump administration. They are willing to place um, sanctions on Russia. Now, Russia, on the other hand, they're saying that it's really Ukraine that's provoking them, and they may have to take action which it's it's one of the worst excuses I've ever heard. Now, let me assure you something. Russia and Ukraine, they will probably not go to war. No one is on Russia's side in this issue, um, especially after Russia jailed Alex Navalny for criticizing the Putin government. Russia will have no backup. And at this world stage, where we have nuclear missiles, a war will make many areas around the world not suitable for living for a very long period of time. This is pretty much just a ploy to show their power on a world stage and put intense pressure on Biden. So that was pretty much it for this week. I apologize in advance if this episode sounds a bit weird, but let us finish with three weekly roundups. So The MLB, they've moved their all-star game location from Georgia. And so last week we talked about the new voting laws taking place in Georgia. It was very restrictive and it was definitely making it harder for a whole lot of people to vote. And this week, the MLB, they've decided to move the annual all-star game that was supposed to be hosted in Atlanta, Georgia, to a new undecided location. Now, the main opposition to this move, both from Democrats and Republicans, was that this was going to take away a whole lot of appreciated and needed business from Atlanta, a city that was hardly hit by the virus, and it was going to affect many businesses in a negative way. Now, there are some people saying that, yes, while that fact is 
true, history's proven that boycotts are extremely effective and are a great way of getting the word across the table. Now, all in all, this is a pretty bold move by the MLB because moving the location of the All-Star game, it will definitely anger some fans and... Doing it for political reasons will definitely anger more fans. But overall, it was the right decision. Decision, And Georgia's government should realize the mistake they made from passing that law. Next, last week we talked about the ship in the Suez Canal and how it had gotten stuck in the mud. But pretty early this Monday, they, at, they managed to release it from the mud and they got it to flow. Now, while the ship it has been released from the mud, it is being held in sort of custody until the company pays about $1 billion in compensation fees for all the economical damage this traffic jam caused. And last but not least, Pfizer and Moderna, on both of them they created a vaccine. They've released results from a trial that says that their vaccine is 100% effective on teens 12 to 15 years old. Now, the side effects that these young teens experience pretty much the same compared to adults, but it is possible that these young teens, they could be vaccinated by this fall, possibly. Now, this vaccine has already been approved for all ages higher than 15, and many other companies are beginning to test their vaccine on younger people, too, hopefully making it so that vaccinating children, it can have a larger outreach towards the general public, and all the children can be vaccinated really soon. I'm not sure. It's really optimistic, but I want it to happen by the end of the year. Anyways, that was pretty much it for this week. If you really enjoyed this episode, please feel free to spread the word. Please feel free to join our mailing list, too. All you need to do is send an email to politicsschmaltics2020 at gmail.com, and I will automatically add you to the list. You were listening to Politics Schmaltics, and this was the week of 3-28-2021.